It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to clean out on all things Best Supporting Actress. When the time is right, we'll talk about some awards, but in the meantime, we're going to catch up on what we've been watching, our Best Supporting Assignments, of course, a BSA of the Week, and then, especially nowadays, we get our big heavy coats and we got our regular purses and we get the hell out of here. And I'm still Colin. And I'm still Nick. And... I feel like we have so much to yeah. catch up on. Oh I don't goodness. know why. It just feels like we have a list this week. Yeah, it was a packed weekend slash week. Uh, life yeah. things and things things we watched and uh, some good stuff. I'm going to jump in real quick. I'm going to start off and say Keon's 40th birthday was lovely. Um, oh, we had some, yes. We have leftover... General so shrimp for days in the refrigerator. It's great. So I mean, some really great leftovers. So that was like a highlight. That shrimp was beautiful. Folks who did not have the privilege of seeing the picture that Nick sent me of the general show, sh- 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 general show shrimp, <laughs> uh, the show, It was so good. Love yeah, that. it was great. They were on skewers too, which is awesome. Um, so it was like hands free. Um, How are you reheating those? You know what? This may sound really gross. I've been eating them cold, which is crazy. I know. No, not crazy. Yeah, because like shrimp I cocktail. Can that. It's yeah, yeah. It's like um, I'm into it. Yeah. Be- also because that since there, I I really tried to do that thing. You know, if you have a kebab or anything like that, you could just take your fork and kind of run run it down, and everything falls off. Mm-hmm. These shrimp were not budging. I tried like everything within my power to get them off the skewers. Mm. So I was like, I'm just gonna keep them on, and just eat it that way. And because I, I don't yeah. think can you put like wood in the microwave? I don't think that works. I I got worried. I, I think you. I think it's okay. I think if you can put paper in the microwave, you can put wood in the That's microwave. That's true. You know I, mean? I don't know why yeah. my brain was like, I can't do this. I'm burning down the house. <laughs> I yeah, feel like right. my mom yeah, told goes. me that when I was six, and it just like stuck with me, you know? Right. Um, and the shrimp had kind of like a like – a, it, it's, it A tempura like a batter, yes. Yeah. And it wasn't no. like fried. Like it was light. Ugh, it was the yeah. It was so great. That's great. That's great. Well, I saw some pictures. The The decorations looked lovely. Yeah. Were you responsible for all of that? I was. Yeah. A lot of people came up to me and said, like, great job. And I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I like was planning the party, I guess, if you want to call me the host. Uh, but also, like, I had a lot of help. And like, Keon and I both picked the menu, you know, so we teamed up on that. And he actually picked the venue because he had a Christmas party there maybe like four or five years ago or something. And, um... So, and then, like, yeah, and the decorations, Jamie and um, her sister, Jana, and myself all went to Party City and, like, bought out the place. And I was so nervous. We bought so much stuff. We had to get a cart of things because it was Whoa. just... Cr- and I was like, oh, my God, is this too much? I was like... I, and then it wasn't. It fit in the space perfectly. So, I learned a lot of things about throwing a party that I think... The next time, should I have to do it, like, will come in handy. I didn't make any catastrophic mistakes, but I would have changed some things, you know? Mm, well, you know, you and Mrs. Dalloway, you, you would have changed some things. But <laughs> buckets of flowers. Buckets of flowers, but you love throwing a party. Buckets yeah. of shrimp. That's what you buckets said, Leah. Of buckets shrimp. of shrimp. Yes. Uh, well, that's great. I'm glad that it went off without a hitch. Yeah. I hope Keon had... A very happy 40th. He did. And, um, it was a great know, weekend. Here's, here's the 40 more, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe this is uh, a transition into Sunday night because there was the tail end of Keon's birthday weekend was the Adele special. I, think I mean, how talk thoughtful of Adele. I know that there was kind of a surprise proposal during the the Adele concert, but like... I think the real gift was that she she did this the weekend of Keon's birthday. I don't yes. know if he's as much of an Adele fan as you are, but it was at least a gift to you. It was more of a gift for me. I I do know he loves Adele, but I I will bring up Adele like nowadays like my my love has been renewed. I've always loved her, but like 
I'm just really excited for this album. And I just, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I just can't stop like yapping about her. I don't know. But he, he likes Adele. Well, and I, I only saw a couple of headlines, but the reviews have been saying that, or at least one headline said it was a great album. I don't know. If, is it out yet? Have you listened to it? I'm, I'm such a, eh, such a Luddite. What's, no, it's okay. With the, the um, yeah. So this episode will drop on Friday and the album also drops today, the same day. Um, oh, so yeah. exciting. So happy 30 mm. day to everyone. I hope, I hope the album's great. We're recording, you know, in the past, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah, manifesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean... Also, best supporting Melissa McCarthy during this Adele thing. I was so over the moon. Like, to get proposed to and then have the honor of sitting between Lizzo and Melissa McCarthy. Um, I think there was a guy in between Lizzo and her. um, But, you know, they're they're on the same row. And Melissa McCarthy just crying openly over the proposal and then handing her a glass of champagne. I was cracking up it was so funny now my question is where and i don't want to i don't want to be that girl you know i don't want to pee in the cheerios but like was this couple real was this an act because if i was the woman i would have been like i'm sorry there's adele there's lizzo there's a whole bunch of other people there's oprah now you're proposing to me i had headphones and and you know blindfolds on for 20 minutes i have a lot to process like I felt, I felt like, boy, she needed to know what she was getting into so that they could have this moment work. Because if I was her, I would have been like, sorry, can I just hit pause on all this? This is just too much, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering because what if she said something crazy? You know what I mean? Like, what if, she's, right. what if she said no? Like, all these other things that are running through my head, too. But I will say, um, I follow Tracy Toms on Instagram. This is such a random... Uh, facts, but um, she posted a status about the concert, and she was she said, "I interrupt my Hall- Halloween photo dumping to scream to the rafters that our friends Q dot Brunson and Graceful underscore Vegan got engaged during Adele's concert." So these aren't real people. I think they are a real couple, but they had to have been told, right? Yeah. There had to have been some level of, "Hey, we're doing a thing. Go with it." Um, like, or I feel like if you're in LA, my, my assumption is like, okay, well you, you probably work in, you know, as RuPaul likes to say, it's a company town. Uh, so you must work in the, you know, in the industry in in some way. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I thought the whole concert was really beautiful. Obviously like literally beautiful. She's at the, you know, Hollywood observatory during sunset. It It was crazy. the shots of like with the Hollywood sign behind her, you know, I was looking like, over her I was shoulder. Like, wow. Uh huh. I was like, oh my god, and uh, it was great. But I, I, you know, then it's like, oh, there's Alan, you know, um, and James Corden like dancing and James rolling Corden. In the deep. Yeah, it took me yeah. out of it a little. Um, but I was glad to see Molly Shannon there. Um, mm. who else was there that I was like, ooh, yay, um. I don't know. Jesse Tyler Ferguson and his husband was there, were there. Um, it was it was cool. And Seth Rogen was in like the front row. It was very interesting. I was like, all right, Seth. I mean, it just proves that everyone loves Adele. Yeah. And I felt like I was watching just like, you know, uh, I, like it was just this glimpse into I don't want to say the Hollywood elite, but the sense of like they, they clearly filmed this concert earlier, you know, so that they could edit it together and all of that. And I thought, once this concert is over, do all of these, like, very rich people, you know, and these celebrities, do they all just, like, stand around at the Hollywood Observatory, like, having champagne and catching up? Like, what is your life if you're, if you are at the Adele concert, if you are in that audience, Uh, what is your life? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a hot ticket. That's a mm-hmm. hot ticket. Um, yeah. I, I wonder, I was there just like a big white tent behind everything that we didn't see that had like the after party? Because there had to have been oh. an after party. That would be the party I'd want to be at. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, where's the snacks, you know? Yeah, like, you know, doing the cha-cha the slide shrimp? with Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is the general Yeah, shrimp? turn to the left. <laughs> uh <laughs> So yeah, that <clears throat> I and I did not expect to watch it, but then when you and Jody were talking about watching it, I was like, oh, I want to be included. Ever since that whole Squid Game debacle, I'm I know. not going to be left I... out of group chats. 
<laughs> I will say I did start a group chat with Jody and we were going strong and I almost put you in but then I didn't. I didn't know if you were invested or not. And we I still texted watched you. Whole- you watched the whole thing? I got yeah, I got I, he threw me a chicken bone every once in a while. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> And then I just looked at my phone and it was cricket. Oh. I, now I know why. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, I'm I glad love, you I guys love branching had off. fun. Am I the drama? Am I the drama? <laughs> I'm always the drama. Uh, uh, no, wow. but it was great. I look forward to the album. I can't wait. Um, I love you, Adele. Yeah. I just love you. And the interview with yeah. Oprah was fine. Nothing. There weren't any like, were you silent or were you silent? I say that to yeah. Keon all the time around the house. I <laughs> love that line. It's so stupid. And I, you know, it's not stupid I know in, that you know, it, in context, but yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. It's such a dumb meme, but yeah. I love it. Um, and I, I know that it's very much like a PR answer, but I think it was... I, I appreciate at least that they addressed like the weight loss and she's like, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I don't care if I gain weight again. That's fine. I just felt better when I exercised and I liked that she was like, yeah, I might gain weight again. So what? I'm not worried about that. And yeah. I was like, I hope you do only to prove that like, you know, what was it? Page six had the headline of like Adele proves that just by losing those pounds, she didn't lose her voice. It's like, well, Okay, I don't think she made a deal with the devil. Yes, (laughs) yes, I don't understand. I also love that Melissa McCarthy has gained a little bit of weight back too. Like, it just makes me feel good about like post-pandemic public appearances. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. There's like a strength in numbers there that we're all pretty much under the impression that like, it's okay that we all gained like anywhere between five and 20 pounds. (laughs) Um, It's, yeah. I don't love what it, I'm, but it's just the reality, you know, for myself. Yeah, what I'm what I'm hoping is that this will sort of inspire a movement in terms of like body, like standards of beauty, you know, sure. in the world that like we we all all of a sudden, you know, and you see this with gay guys now where it's like, oh, he has a little bit of a belly, you know, and I'm like, I got that girl. That's hot. Yeah. But that becomes like the norm. What if, you know, uh what if like your standard model was like, well, maybe put like 30 pounds on her. Now that's what's in because we've just been conditioned by like two years of inactivity, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What Uh, else? What do you got besides Adele? Lead us into the week. What have you been up to? Oh, I have no idea. I have to get my life together. You know what I did today? (laughs) Well, I did. I am back on the Peloton. Thank God. Oh, good. Um, because I just I need to you know keep this body moving, but like I I just feel like it's an uphill battle with this, and I don't want to talk about daylight savings. That's so boring. But like sure. uh, you know, I'm up against you know uh, the incoming winter is coming, and so it's like oh I I should get a haircut. I should you know take the laundry or whatever. And I'm just like oh, I'll do it tomorrow, and you know so instead I took a nap on the couch with Marco for a couple hours, and uh, that's what I did today, which is Wednesday when we're recording. So hopefully in the in the interim two days before this episode comes out, I've had a very exciting life. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's it's just I talk, I FaceTime with my parents last night yeah. and they were like, oh, uh, can we start at 830 your time? And I was like, no, <laughs> I mean, I did. <laughs> but it was so I was like, that's so late for me now. I'm I'm just I don't function like that. And so it was fine. But I think talking to my parents, I realized, like, I got fucking nothing going on right now. Even like there was a period in this, you know, temporary semi retirement that I'm in right now where I was watching a lot of stuff and I was keeping a watch list and I was, you know, it felt like I was building up my catalog of, of things I was watching. And now I feel like even that's fallen off. And even, it's not even like it's, oh, well now I just watch housewives because I'm, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not that I'm not as into it, but I'm, you know, I, I started with dessert. I started with scary islands and I watched all of season four. And yeah. so I, it's hard for me to kind of season five is a shift. Palette. Yeah. It's a shift, and I'm trying to get there, and I'm just like, well, where's Jill? So all of this to say that I am the, you know, a, a, a previous topic of conversation, the pattern has told me that a, a change is here, and I should be feeling a change, a new pattern, a new cycle, and I think she might be right, but I don't know what it is yet. And Ooh, I mean, I love the pattern. It shows up whenever you need the pattern. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did. It's funny. I I was kind of in a funk 
this may have been this morning. This may have been yesterday. I don't know anymore. But I was in a funk, and I don't know if you've ever done this, where you're like, whether it's God, the universe, some higher power, it's like, I just need a sign right now. Can you just give me a sign, like, right now? I just need something. I don't know if you've ever done that, but yeah, I... Yeah, of course. I found it to be very effective. If you just if you just tell the universe you need a sign. Like, it just can you just tell me something? It usually comes pretty quickly, and... Um, I had kind of a thought occur to me maybe a minute or two after that, and I kind of just blurted it. I was like, I don't know what it was. I was in my head about something, and I sure. said out loud, ugh, can I ever just let myself enjoy something for once? And I know that's so martyry, but <laughs> it was less of like, oh, poor woe is me life, but more of like, can you just relax? Yeah. Could you just relax? Enjoy the fact that you took a two-hour nap on the couch with the cat. Yes. So what? You know, it's funny. We talked about this with Shiva Baby, that like when you're 21, 22, and you think anything that's happening is like the end of the world or the beginning of everything, and it's just not. Yeah. And I think that that may also be true when you're 36 um, sometimes, you know? So Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm also trying to like – I think trying it to both relax and just enjoy this period of my life right now. And instead of like freak out about what am I going to do next? I'm bored. Instead be like, okay, universe, what else do you got for me? What do I, what should I do now? You know? Yeah. It's um, like, it's like being present and enjoying what's in front of you. And, but it, I think everyone is conditioned to think about like what it's like anything but the presence, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's either you're worried about, money or food or relationships or like um you know I mean, those are the big ones money and food um and yeah. uh but but yeah it's like i think it's perfectly normal that because you've been granted like this this like uh you know this sabbatical of of yeah. like what your life used to be and like not too many people have had that opportunity or have like the privilege to do it or the means to do it um, but I think in a way, like I would feel guilty about it too, eventually, because I think that you, of course, like June of this year, you had like a pretty clear picture of what you wanted it to look like. And for, for the most part, it probably is. But I, I get those moments of like, who cares if you took a nap? Who cares if you take a nap yeah. all this week and didn't do shit? I mean, you're still doing your podcasting and other stuff too. And you'll figure it out when, you know, you'll know when the sun is setting maybe a little bit on like, okay, I need to add a couple of things in my life here to maybe get back mm-hmm. on track. So I guess it's like, uh, yeah, just enjoy it because you're going to look just like we look back on our twenties and maybe cringe at some stuff too. But like life was a lot easier in college too. Like it's just, there's so much possibility and I didn't, I think I appreciated it, but like, I didn't really appreciate it because work like sucks. Like once you get onto the real, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever not looked back on the past and thought, oh, I wish I wasn't so worried. I wish I had more fun. I wish I relaxed. Yeah. You know, I even think about that in my 20s when I used to go out a lot and, you know, was just that was who I was, you know, and I was just that person. And, and I and and I had a good time. But it was like, I wish I let myself have more fun. You know what I mean? I wish I could just see that it was, you know, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like, it was no big deal, and none of it really mattered, and I didn't have to be so worried about, I don't know, even things like worried about people rejecting me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think the older I get, the more I, the, the more I realize how silly shyness is, you know? Yeah. But uh, but all that being said, you know, things are fine. Things are good. Uh, I, I feel like I have not been watching anything terribly exciting except my best reporting assignment and nice. a lot of housewives. Um, I, I want to say that I, I think we were both like, I don't know if people are going to be OK with this housewives talk uh, last episode, last after show. And I got a lot of nice messages from people. Saying, you know, and we got an email from someone from from uh, uh, Costa Costa, yes. who is, uh, you know, putting a little little flair on it. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Costa Costa? Um, both ways count. And, uh, you know, got some Instagram messages. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who has welcomed us. You know, I, and I know you're a bit more of a veteran now, but, you know, has collectively welcomed us into the fold of housewives. Yeah, I, it was really lovely. I'm glad that we've been embraced and uh, everything that you just said. I think it's 
it's a good sign. We're heading in the right direction, even if you don't watch it. I feel like we have to get it out of our system somehow, and hopefully we'll have a couple episodes in the future. Um, we'll touch base. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. to fill you in, I guess, uh, where I am... I'm like maybe two episodes away from the reunion of season four. So I'm, I'm slowly crawling towards the end of that line. Um, and that that's that. Yeah. I am still watching yeah. that. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I do have, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> you know what? You are my sister. You bring so much sunshine into my life. Ramona, we've been on a Ramona kick a lot. Yeah, I think that I have been laughing about that so much. It that is exactly what it is. You know what? You are my sister. You, you are my sister. So much sunshine into my life. She's like, oh my, uh, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry I'm when gonna, I say I'm this. Gonna <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh, I'm gonna cry. I feel like I'm gonna get emotional right now. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Now I do. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, you're two episodes from the finale uh, of season four, and is your intention? to continue into season five. Oh yeah. I think like, like you said, it is a shift. We lose Jill and Alex after season and Kelly. And um, Kelly. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, as much as, you know, Kelly is Kelly and Alex is Alex. And of course I never want Jill to leave. Like it's, um, it's interesting. I, I did an episode of friends of the countess this week, which I think also comes out today with, um, Justine and David. And, and it was kind of like a non episode. There was a lot of like exposition, you know what I mean? There wasn't any mm-hmm. big blowout. Um, but I, I'm willing to give these girls a chance. And I know like season six and seven like heat up i feel and maybe there's something in season five that's also great and it's a slow start but how how far along are you though i gotta tell you season five is a slow oh no okay i like i mean and i don't think there's anything wrong with skipping ahead you know i mean i might just i might just skip to the season five finale or reunion and then you kind of get the pre you know the the highlights from there and i'll go back and catch up if i need to um I just yeah, I, like so far, like I'm I'm at the point where it's like it's now become instead of you know standing and watching it, you know, just being gripped. I'm just like not even paying attention. It's background noise, and it's like okay, well, I, you know, like I'm I will say of the new ladies, Carol seems very cool. Yeah, she's very Vera Farmiga, and I appreciate that. Um, and I think Aviva is, I mean, I know she's going to put her leg on the table. So everything watching Aviva is knowing eventually she's going to put her leg on the table, you know? Yes. I I, I think there's some moments that are coming, I think. And, you know, I, I, miss, I miss Bethany. Of course, I miss uh-huh. Jill. Those are big shoes. And I know Bethany comes back, which is great. That'll be fun. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I mean, well, I don't really know if it's interesting, but it's the it's the Real Housewives. So and of course, there's the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And I hate myself, but I'll probably watch. It. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's been the big thing. Do you have any other big things you've been watching this week? Um, I have a podcast that I've been listening to, and I think he popped up on my um TikTok, oddly enough, because I I like a lot of like movie things, like you know, like mm-hmm. our favorite account, Huge as Mammoth dot Films, um, mm-hmm. who does like great women monologues, and they do, I I just love their account. So, I think the algorithm was kind of working in my favor. And there's this guy named Joe. I think is I, I don't think this is his last name, but it's Joe Aragon. He I uh, through TikTok I found his podcast, and he's doing like the first episode that I listened to was. Um, all of the Harry Potter films ranked. Um, oh. And I don't, maybe I think they just did top five, I think. Um, and he had two other guests on. And he's like, he's straight, but he has like some goose energy. You know what I mean? Like he's not mm-hmm. one of those podcasts with like street, <laughs> street, three straight guys where it's just like, I don't know if I could do this. Um, I And his opinions differ a lot from like, on Harry Potter, like it's very interesting to hear people rank those movies and talk about it. And I'm a fan of Harry Potter. I'm not like, I don't have like the Deathly Hallows like tattooed on my arm, you know, but I, right. I, I do like the movies and I love the books too. So, so, but I've been, and now he's doing a series where he's going through every single Harry Potter movie one by one and just like really taking a deep dive. And it's great. I love his his voice, I like his point of view. I don't always agree with him, but in a way it's kind of interesting to hear, you know, maybe 
it's good to have your, you know, opinions challenged sometimes too, because you latch onto things for whatever reason. But there are some things where I'm like, oh, I that's that's not true. <laughs> like what's something right. that he likes that I'm like, oh, you're just not seeing this. But it's it's kind of interesting. So that podcast is called House of Cinema. And he does some, um, he's a big horror um, genre guy too. So there's, there might be something that you would like. I would, and I'm in a kind of a podcast drought. So House of Cinema. That's great. Cause I am also in a bit of a podcast drought. Yeah. Um, though, do you, have you listened to yet um, Double Threat? With Julie Klausner? No. And I know that you oh. bring it up every once in a while. Is it good? Should I get back it's on? It's so good. Okay. It's, at first, I, I it was like in a bit of an adjustment from How Is Your Week? Because yes. How Is Your Week was just a little bit quieter. And, but, oh, like, it's so, she is so funny. And Tom Sharpling, her co-host, is so charming and so funny. And, like, not, not that, like, you know, also a straight guy who's a goose, you mm-hmm. know, um, I love it. I really love it. And like once you kind of get into the groove of like their jokes and their running themes, like it's just, you know, uh, it's a real delight. And she's just so fucking funny, obviously. Yeah, so, we love you. We love you, Julie. Um, it's Jubies. Yeah. So I think if you are if you're hankering for a podcast, I, I think you would really appreciate Double Threat. OK. Yeah. I should give it a um, try. Give it a go. Give it a give it a scoop. Um, so uh, does that lead us to our best supporting assignments? Yeah, I think it's time. I think so I think it is. I think it is time. So um, I assigned you. Why don't we start with what yes. I assigned you? Yes, please. I assigned you a, a little friend of mine named Viv Maudlin, <laughs> which is a really basically undiscovered, you know, internet, you know, YouTube personality, uh, a friend of regional Tupperware drag sensation, Aunt Barbara. And uh, I've loved this character for as long as I've ever seen her. And um, I just thought maybe you would too. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the videos I sent you of Viv Maudlin. Oh my God. I loved these videos. I, Mm -hmm. I, I'm like mad at you for not for not making this an assignment like two years ago. I can't believe mm-hmm. you've been holding on to Viv for this long. I everything like I started taking like a little bit of notes and then I was like, there's too much. There's there's so much that I would write down because it is packed with sound bites of like the best the the best version of everything that we've ever really kind of wanted. I, I have so many questions like, I, but I also, in the, so the first one I watched was, um, is it Aunt Barbara gets bitten by a dog? Is that what it is? Yeah. Dog bites Aunt Barbara. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know the format. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I, I think the, the sort of slideshow effect to everything that they're talking about is so genius and makes it 10 times funnier. It's like when you watch, uh, 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 with uh-huh. Trixie and Katya like they're funny but like the beauty is in the editing of that like and I think that's like the that that's the equivalent of this with um with Viv Maudlin I was howling and it goes so fast that I was like oh my god I can't wait to listen to this again and I I watched yeah. all of them I am obsessed are they all just they're not real are they like I I, I think from the last one the retirement party like it seemed like a character. So fill me in. I, I'm a little confused, but I can't wait to find out. All right. So, and for anyone listening, so here's the deal. So uh, a lot of the videos, there's different formats, but there's a lot of them. The format is, you know, uh, a static screen with, you know, some very, you know, a, an image of, of a living room from the 60s or the 70s or, a, you know, a, a apartment building by the, you know, by the beach, you know, in like, Coney Island or Brighton Long Beach, Beach. No, Long Beach, the Long Branch section of Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, you know, and it'll be like a, a static screen. And some of these videos are from like 13 years ago. Oh, and so, so it's it's essentially like you're listening in on a conversation between. I mean, it's funny that we just did Shiva Baby because all of these people would be at a New York ship. Oh, yes. You know, 
it's it's Aunt Barbara who is you know this sort of uh, I would say a, similar to Akasha Davis kind of level a type of drag like if you're yes. trying to get a, a point of reference. So there's there's Aunt Barbara and then there's you know Viv Maudlin. I don't even know who would play Viv Maudlin. I mean, oh, I she's, don't know. Viv Maudlin would play Viv Maudlin, but she is a BSA. She is just this um, hi kids kind of you know. Yes. Uh, crazy old lady from long island and i was over there and i was talking to so and so and and you know there's always someone over the fence can i have an anison you know and, and it's a yes. lot of you know thinking about the old days and then their friend morty rothenblatt and morty's great uh and and depending on other videos bethine might show up there's other characters but these are not real these okay. are all um characters that these i think these are a bunch of just middle-aged you know quirky characters from Long Island who get together and make each other laugh and make these videos. And I feel like this woman, so Viv Maudlin is, is played by this woman. I believe her name is Louise Millman. And, and I've done <laughs> some digging. Cause okay. I, Louise, I mean, I think that she's probably done a bunch of things, but she's been doing this character probably for her friends for decades because there's also videos of, of Viv going to Las Vegas. And yes. these are like live action vloggy yes. videos. Um, and there's one from, I don't know, maybe the late 80s, the early 90s of her much younger as Viv Maudlin preparing for Joanne Wekison's, uh retirement party. And it's that is honestly, it, it's like a 16 minute video of this woman in garish drag running around the kitchen and the playroom of a of a school free like just free associating for 16 minutes it's like a masterpiece i it is and she never stops talking yeah it's so funny and i have like that one in particular i've always i've loved all of hers but like i almost was gonna say because i sent you like five videos if you if you pick and choose, please make sure to watch Retirement Party. That is, it's a good one. When she picks up that a, double boiler, and there's uh, some, <laughs> and there's something in it. I love that the camera guy like laughs or camera woman. Um, right. I I just I I knew that they were to just like jump in. Like I knew that they probably weren't real, but I just didn't know. Like I am obsessed with like these these people like maybe in their like what are they late 40s early 50s that just get around and do this shit or get together and do this shit i hope that i do that when i'm at that age because why not yeah it's well, so and, and the crazy thing it's so funny and like they're clearly having such a good time and then i mean these some of these videos are over a decade old and they have like 200 plays on them uh, you know what i mean like I, and Blast 170 of them are me, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, part of me sharing this with you is because I just need to make sure that, like, this is real. And I didn't just invent this be, in my mind because Viv Maudlin is everything I think is funny. I mean, it's just I, – I, I just think it's a work of art. And so please, for anybody listening uh, – if you if you search in YouTube Viv Maudlin or Aunt Barbara or 25 Hillberry Lane or Louise Millman's just search for all of them there's so many and I hope uh, I can send you more but there's there's more where that came from the <laughs> yeah. ones I sent you I really did love the one like Aunt Barbara gets bit by a dog or whatever I keep messing up that title um I was howling at like all the brands they were going through like Mm -hmm. so fast and like they were just like it really does seem scripted because even when like they take a pause for a second like you know morty will say something in the back and then they'll start talking again it's it is oh my gosh it is like a well-oiled machine and i'm obsessed with it i can't wait to watch more and i, I love the nuances of like viv's voice i love where she, where it goes when she's like well, you know, when they were, they came over and they started a whirlpool and they collapsed the damn side of the pool, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and I put the chlorine tablets. I got a burn from the chlorine yes. tablet. I dropped them all in. Oh, I dropped God. them all in. And then Morty's like, do you remember the knife man? Do you remember the knife man? Oh, sure. He doesn't uh, come around anymore. The knife man? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't come around anymore. He died. Oh, Jesus. The neighborhood's changed. <laughs> I mean, the, oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I just... 
it's so funny and i i just ugh. the one with um they were talking like i ran out of suntan lotion so i just made my own it was like what did they say it was like iodine and like baby salad oil. dressing <laughs> baby oil and we slathered it on and we were bathing beauties and yeah. they show like a picture of like someone that was just like that is just like made of leather like the, yes. the photos just like pop up it's like them talking like narrating and it's just photos random stock photos of the brands like they're sort talking of correlate about with what they're saying and some, where they create yes a, yeah it is yeah. so funny i yeah. loved it I, I wanted to text you so bad but i was like uh, no i'll because I'll, i watched them like right before the end of the day and i was like right. oh my goodness i should have dedicated more time so i could have watched more before we recorded but um i love it i love her I'm so glad. I'm so glad you know of her. Uh, she's so important to me. I should just reach out to to Louise Millman and just be like, I just need you to know. Yeah, why not? I, I'm sure, I you're could find amazing. Her somewhere, right? I probably still in Long Island. I'm uh, sure I could probably get her on the podcast. You know, uh, Viv, Viv. Um, so maybe we'll find a place in the Westons. Maybe like the best. Best, best supporting assignment. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Or the Viv Maudlin Award for something. Yeah. Comedic for, excellence, uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, sure. Uh, so that, so I'm so glad you loved it. Oh, I'm so oh, it was pleased. Oh, so great. And then you assigned me a little movie that was, I was, was on my watch list, so it was perfect timing or perfect, you know, overlap, but it was a little movie called Sublet. Yes. Which... You know, it's so funny. We do a movie called Shiva Baby, and then our best supporting assignments are an old Jewish woman and then a movie about Israel, you know? <laughs> We're on a roll. We're on a roll. We're on a roll. What can I say? We're on a holla, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, it's Sublet. I really like this. Yeah. I, uh, I did not know what to expect, but, you know, so it's about this this older gay man who travels to tel aviv for business and he's supposed to stay there for five days and um he's a travel writer and he's going to write about five days in in you know in tel aviv and he has a, uh he gets a sublet he rents a sublet from this young israeli guy and uh tomer and there's you know some complications and then there's some you know things that kind of keep them in each other's lives and tomer kind of becomes his tour guide and then of course you know things sort of develop and I didn't really know what to expect. A lot. There's so many gay movies on like Amazon or sure. wherever that's you know, y- you kind of think, oh, this is going to be a a slow burning sensual movie about a connection that takes you know an hour before they even touch each other. You know what I yes. mean? And it's going to just be all about you know. Uh, love on a holiday or, or, you know, the connections that, you know what I mean? Like I thought it was, it was going to be one of those gay movies and, and it was less sexual than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And actually that was the thing I was most surprised by because I felt like sublet had this really interesting narrative, obviously about fathers and, yeah. you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Benjamin Hickey's character, you know, Michael, he and his yeah. hu- Michael, Michael, you know, he and his husband wanting to be dads and, you know, things did not work out in that respect. And then Tomer's father being, you know, not being present at all. And, and the de- developing father son kind of bond that happens between them. And then they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Um. <laughs> yeah, I would you have written it out? Does it does it does it make sense or is it ridiculous? Because like, I don't know. It's I, like I feel like they were always meant to, and maybe it didn't mean anything at all. But I see what you're saying. Like, you why build like this beautiful narrative of like you know everything you just said, and like does sex just ruin it? Is it, is it, did they go too far? Yeah. I kind of felt like that um, there is a beautiful scene at the airport at the end where they say goodbye. Oh, yeah. And Tamara starts to cry. Yes, and it's just yes. a very, you know, and, and there is the kind of also before they have sex, there's, it's either before. No, <gasps> oh, I, mean, it's I love after, that scene, though. With the socks and all that. Wait, the uh, socks. Oh, when he organizes all the clothes? When he organizes his socks. And that. he organizes his clothes and he, and he shows them how to fold socks. Oh, and I see. There's just a lot of, like, Michael being this, like, 
father figure for Tomer. And like, I did not think they needed to have sex. I thought that it took, it was the one thing, honestly, that took away from the movie for me was like, we've seen so many movies where they eventually have sex. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, to me, I don't think we've seen enough movies exploring this, exploring this narrative. And like, what if they were two gay men who didn't have to fuck each other or navigate mm. that, but could still have a complicated relationship, you know? Yeah, I think there's that. It's funny, I did not get the dad vibes, but it, it makes perfect sense. Like, I was taking it as, like... Because do you think... I mean, obviously, Tamara is, like, queer. I don't know if he's, like, bisexual or gay, but, like, in the movie, he, you know, he has that guy over, that sort of threesome moment that was so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I loved it at the same time. Um, yeah. And how he just oh, sort so of, like, left. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I would have, I think I would have left, too. But I was, I guess I was looking at it through a lens of, like, you're just a kid. Let me show you at least how to fold your socks and become, like, a, a normal human being, whether you're gay or not. But, like, also, it's like... It, I guess it's like if I had to classify it, I don't know. It's just like from one gay to another, fold your socks, please. You know what I mean? I I didn't take it as the debt, but that's interesting because it totally makes sense that you wouldn't like them sleeping together because it's because that was kind of what was in your mind, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, it, it. I felt like, I mean, I think there is also that it doesn't have to be like a literal father-son thing. I, I liked also their sort of, you know the the elder experienced gay yes. and you know the younger queer guy and that there is i think there is so much there of like you know as gay men mm-hmm. and you know we're not tomer's age but as gay men you know who are you know who are our role models who do, who are, who's setting the standard for yeah. like you know ways you want to successfully age as a gay man because it's not about I mean, in a lot of ways, it's no different than any other man. But I think, I don't know, there, there's something about seeing a, there's something about gay role models. I think there's so, like, there's so much about hot older guys and daddies and all that shit and like experience and everything being sexual. But like, I, I am open or more interested in kind of like, well, what? what can you learn from an older gay man who's lived through like a number of, you know, significant times in gay culture. And it's just an, also an older gay man who's navigated life as a gay man where there's no set script. There's no, you know, for better or for worse. I think in, in both cases, there's no decision of when you should get married or if you should get married or if you should have kids Mm -hmm. or how you should have kids or when there's none of that. And so, it's kind of nice to see like, Hey, here's how I did it. And here's how I found it to be successful. And I think, um, it doesn't always have to then become sexual. And I, I just thought that was the one thing where I was disappointed with this movie was like, it never had to become sexual. It actually was a better movie when they didn't fuck, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's like, I guess an in between of that is like, they tried to hook up. And maybe like mm-hmm. one of them stops it or they both realize that like, no, this is this is a little different. This isn't going to work. It's not worth it. I mean, this. I think that 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 threesome scene was kind of. Yeah, that, you know? it was. Yeah. I, I felt like that was where it was like, nope, that's not our dynamic. And here I am in my like old man pajamas, you know, um, and and basically, yeah, like being like your dad visiting your apartment. Oh, yeah. Like, the pajamas. Weird. Yeah. 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 So it was, um, I mean, it was a good movie and I, you know, I thought it was well made and it was, you know, uh, an interesting glimpse into Tel Aviv and whatnot. I, uh, there was a part of me that was like, I don't know. I felt like it was like, Tomer, could you like, uh, so what if he wears pajamas? You know what I mean? Like you're so like, like back off a little, you know what I mean? Like I felt like he was just being so like dismissive at times. I was like, you need to just ease up but yeah um, like when he said um why does it always come back to aids like that's all you talk about or like it's like it's so sad mm-hmm. it's like but you don't you don't get it like you weren't right. you weren't really there and like i feel like there's not really a lot of dialogue there like i don't think michael john benjamin hickey's character like has he doesn't say a lot but like you could i think he's like so great in this movie 
I think he's just like, yeah, you know, again, like that TR type, but like a little bit more down to earth, like a writer named Michael. Like that's like every gay man's novel. You know what I mean? I know. Like every, oh, God, and I I'm know. so glad that I'm like, okay, good. This is, this is that movie and we need to, but why is that? Why is it like a single guy named Michael who is success is a successful writer, but is like figuring it out. That's like everyone's, that's everyone's screenplay know. or play or movie. That, that's the gay man in every story is a writer named Michael. It's like, if it's a straight couple, it's like the husband's an architect. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's always a writer named Mark, uh, Michael uh, with a cat named Marco. Well, it's kind of like, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, I was thinking about this is random, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, there are, are there are these like connections in people's brains where someone looks at a pit bull and says, "Let's name it Bronson." Sure. I don't know why there's so many fucking pit bulls named Bronson or how many cats named Chloe there are, but so many people, you know, or golden retrievers named Maggie. You know what I mean? Like it just so to me the like lead character being like a troubled gay man named Michael or a writer named Michael. It's just, I don't know the recipe for when we think of a gay man. Yeah. That's the starting line. The starting line. Yeah. Yeah. The essence is like, you know, a a man named Michael who's a, who's creative and troubled. And his relationship is, yeah. in shambles or he's, I don't know. It's like, cause you always, you know, the, maybe the goal and maybe this is happening a little bit is to, to write, a, a, a male protagonist who's gay, I guess, who um, doesn't have the, like, it's not all about trauma, I guess, but it's hard to mm-hmm. not do that because that's like what we, I feel like if you want to write something as a gay man or a queer person, like that's a lot of it. So like it, it kind of steers the ship in so many ways. So to, to take that out of the equation, it is possible and probably has been done, but um it seems for Simon though. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm like then you get that and I guess it's like it's so woven into the fabric of every queer person like the amount of shame or and in some cases not. It's like varying degrees of that, I guess. I can't speak for everyone. But um yeah, I I just feel like and also it's just plain old um you know, what's the word I'm looking for? conflict it's conflict mm-hmm. <laughs> um you have to have conflict so you have to have like layered people that have had traumas whether they're straight or not um so there's that those are my thoughts about that yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean i i thought it was uh i thought it was a really good movie I, I think it's just yeah that would be my uh my takeaway was like and also i guess michael says that he and his husband are not in an open relationship and so there was that sense too of like okay well you're you're cheating yeah and then and now we're supposed to think of this as like really good and and oh we should talk more we should go to dinner and go on a date when we when i come back and like never mind i like blew the hot israeli guy last night i there was so and because there is dialogue that specifically him saying they're not in an open relationship that stood out to me too of like what's feel good about this sex you know yeah very true very true it reminds me in ways like when I was single and it didn't happen every time, of course, but like you go on the date, the date might be fine, but you still have sex anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just because that's what it is. And is that a little bit of it? Is that the reason? Maybe not. It's like, what's, what is the, what's the emotional proponent behind that for, for either of them? Is it just like, well, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we kind of see in the movie. I mean, I think that the three, I think of the threesome and I Mm -hmm. think of when I think of that, I think of like how much, inconsequential sex there is of like blowjobs that you forget about yeah i mean in terms of like you know sex partners that like just and for a lot of gay men who you know have had a lot of sex partners it's just like oh yeah i forgot about him and oh yeah that wasn't a memorable blowjob but you like got a blowjob from that person and like that's how and i you know i i understand that like that's Sex can be so meaningless, you yeah. know, and, and I think that's kind of, um, I mean, that's a whole other discussion when I think of like Michael and his husband and if they were open a lot, you know, and, and couples that I know that are, that are, you know, often older is like, there is this point of view of like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know if I'm built that way. Yeah. I would love to think I'm so open-minded, but unfortunately I'm a little sensitive. So, <laughs> uh, I would take it personally. Sure, um, sure. 
but I get it. Like, yeah. and so I think maybe that would have changed my opinion a little bit if it was understood that like Michael sleeping with Tomer was not anything was okay from a like relationship standpoint, you know? Yeah. It would have changed some things. I do agree. I do agree. Yeah. So sublet. So anyone who wants to see it, I mean, I know I probably spoiled it, but it is on HBO. HBO. If you, uh, if you so want to have watch. a yeah. short term stay in, in Tel Aviv. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to our assignments for next week. Um, I am going to assign you, you can listen to the whole thing if you want, but I might yeah. just send you a couple of tracks. But we've talked about this before. I'm going to send you some of my favorite tracks from the soundtrack to The Omen. Ooh. Because it is a score by Jerry Goldsmith who that just goes to a 27. And I think it'd be, we talked about this a little bit when we did the Exorcist episode of like wanting a score that kind of matches the intensity. And I think... The Omen is the Tony Collette in Hereditary of movie scores. Okay. Well said. Okay. I know yeah. exactly so, what that means. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll really... So I'm going to send you a couple tracks, Ooh, but you can listen to all of it. I can't wait. But yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's your assignment. Ugh. Yeah. I love a musical assignment. I think my first one that I gave you was Kelly, but I love the, I love that trend, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's inspired. <laughs> um... What was I going to say? I have like a like a smorgasbord to give you. I think um, I was really trying to think of one thing, but it's been a busy week with Keon's party. I haven't really like watched or listened to much. And I don't want to give you an episode of House of Cinema yet because I don't know if you'll like it or whatever. But um, I am going to give you the first thing is to watch a trailer for a new Kira Knightley movie called Silent Night. Have you heard of this? I have, and I may have watched the trailer, but I would watch it again. It was I was very intrigued. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's a great trailer and a great concept. It's a dark comedy of uh, it takes place on Christmas and like the world is ending. Like Russia is like releasing some sort of gas at a certain time where everyone is just gonna die. And but it's a comedy, and I was really intrigued by it. If anything, just to put it on your radar. I'm glad you heard of it already, but I. I think it's going to be cool. Like it, it made me want to see it, um, which I, you know, on paper, maybe it's not a movie that I'd run, uh, run to, but it's, it seems really cool. So silent. Yeah, Night. I, all right. So silent night, I will watch the trailer for that. I'm very intrigued by that as well. Um, this next one is so out of left field, but again, the algorithm on TikTok, it's uh, sometimes it knows exactly what to do. I found a random clip of a, a, um, a Don Rickles roast, of Shirley MacLaine. So, um, and amongst other people, like, I feel like, I don't know what, like this, it's almost like as familiar as like the Kennedy center honors when they're up on that, like balcony, there's this other room that like, I don't know, but like, cause there are a lot of other clips that I found on this TikTok account of Don Rickles, just like roasting people. I have never watched any Don Rickles ever. And I am like in awe of him. I was like, this is exactly the type of roaster that I would want to be. I'd want to be able to say the worst things, but they're not terrible, but they are. I mean, that's like any good roast is just like, I just feel like it's, it's so funny that it's never offensive. If that makes sense. And I was just like, yeah, uh, that was, yeah, that was kind of what Don Rickles, I think, was known for, was that he could make fun of you to your face and you would find it just as funny. Yes. Even though you were the subject of the joke. And, like, he was just – he had that art. So that's uh, – so I'm very excited about that because I've always thought that was really – like, that. that is an art to, like – you know, we we watch so much Drag Race and reading challenges mm-hmm. and, like, so many people miss the mark. And I think – I would say to any drag queen who's trying, you know, practicing, you know, their reading skills is, yeah, you should watch Don Rickles. <laughs> oh my God. I am obsessed with him because like what he's saying, like how he's approaching it is like my love language. Like that is like the more I rip on you, like it's just fun. And like, I, right. I, I, I don't know. And especially if you can give it back, like, oh my God. Yes. Like read me, like, like roast the fuck right. out of me. I love it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's that. <laughs> there's there, and I have two more things on top of that. But were you gonna say something? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I so let me just keep track. I've got a Silent Night trailer. I I've have the list. Don... Yeah. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll send God. you a list. Yeah, yeah. it's already in yeah. my notes. <laughs> no, but for anyone playing along at home oh, and yeah. wants to be assigned, yes. Yeah, so you can watch the trailer for Silent Night. 
You can watch Don Rickles roast Shirley MacLaine. Go on. Oh, it's so good. And it's so like, ugh, it's perfect. You'll you'll even cry at the end. I teared up a oh. little bit. It's so beautiful. Um, so the next, I mean, especially because we're on a Housewives click, click a Housewives kick. Um, there is a YouTube video. Maybe you've already watched it, but it's Ramona Singer's best last slash craziest moments and even if you haven't seen them all like it is just a joy it's not too long i feel like it's a couple minutes have you watched it yet no i have not done that kind of like deep dive okay yeah deep diving oh it's so good uh, it is so good oh thank oh great okay great so i've got silent night i got don rickles i got ramona singer what else you got and then um i will send you a timestamp because i timed it out but maybe you went back and listened to it but um Cecily Strong's episode of Las Culturistas where she does her Ramona Singer impression. I just want you to review that because I listened to it again today and it's it's like it's even funnier than I remember it being. It's really good. So and it's Perfect. like a it's like a three minute clip, really. Um, so, yeah, just a little appetizer platter this week. Great. Well, I've been wanting to listen to that clip and I didn't want to go hunting for it. So you are doing the work for me. Yeah. So this is an assignment that is you know you're you're practically doing the work for me this is great yes you yes i am excited for you to see all these things and to chat about it next week so yay well i think that brings us to our bsa of the week our final segment of the episode in which we queen out on a food or a song or a thing or anything a lot so this week (laughs) what do you got i have one thing and one thing only and Last week, I will say, Colin and I stopped recording. You know, we ended. And we had the talk of a lifetime, the chat, a chat for the ages about Real Housewives. And it lasted, I feel like it lasted like two hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I Days may have gone by. I, I was in a total fugue state. Yeah, Same. I was like in a trance. And we were just like... I was just like laying on my bed and talking to you and just like crying, laughing so hard. It was so much fun. We just had to get it out of our system. You know, some of it we got out on the actual episode last week, but just things we were remembering and about mainly about Jill, but like everyone else. And it was just so much fun. Um, And I loved it. Potato pancakes. Those the latkes. I know you like them. The latkes. I know you like them. Oh, okay. Well, great. Thanks. Uh, Oh, that yeah, it was like I couldn't like it, it's unfortunate that you all missed it. We Yeah, just we should have kept recording. But went so deep, but yeah, I I it was it was necessary. It was so necessary to just get that all out of our system. Um, <laughs> best supporting conversation. Yeah. Best supporting conversation. Well, uh well, I'm honored to be a part of that. Yes, it was um, great. I have a couple of BSAs. One, I mean, I can't believe we haven't talked about this, but <gasps> maybe we'll oh my talk God. about this we'll save it because How did it deserves we forget more. about it yes i know oh my it deserves Lord. so it's a deep tease for next week but we saw mass again yes we had the opportunity to watch mass there was a screening of it that then had it was through variety and then there was a q a with the cast and friend crans afterwards and let's just say there's a deep tease for next week it was a fucking delight and Mass the third time around, I enjoyed it just as much. Oh, yeah. Mass the second time around for me was... Uh, it's it's perfect. It is a perfect film. <laughs> it's so good. I'm just obsessed with it. And I know, me that too. Was, me too. Uh, I can't wait to buy it and then just like watch. Oh, I mean, yes. I will buy the DVD of this. I will purchase it on yeah. iTunes. I will have every, every medium. Yeah, commentary tracks. Yes. I just... I need to see people talk about the choices, you know, the choices that have been made in this movie. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we need to get Judy on this podcast. I think that's, I think we need to get Brita oh, on this yes. podcast. I, yeah. the second time around, I appreciated her so much more. Um, yeah, yeah. We, I have thoughts. Um, I oh, have such she thoughts. Just, I have such thoughts. <laughs> so that is a, a, we'll go into, we had so much to talk about this week. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, my other BSA, the nominee, mm-hmm. is I it just I I can't tell you how much I have laughed at that text message. <laughs> I honestly you know I didn't even think that was my best work either. Too, I love that I, you're loving it. I have laughed at that, and so it's and it's Ramona Singer 
quoting Ramona Singer uh, at Sonia and Jill's surprise joint birthday party, and it's Ramona saying to to Sona, Sonia, um, you know what? You are my sister. You bring so much sunshine into my life, and it's sunshine in all caps, yes. which is very important. It's very, yeah, the but, inflection. The you know what is also really important. You know what? You are my sister. And it's the, the staccato of it all. Yes. You bring so much sunshine into my life. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. I, I'm going to cry. I, I, I'm going to I, I, I think I'm going to cry right now. Um, I, I think I'm going to cry right now. Yeah. It's that sad. voice crack was perfect, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa. Look out, Cecily yeah, Strong. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it, you know, eventually it comes over you. But... <laughs> I have been laughing about that text message since I got it. And I Oh, just, I just love that you loved it. Yeah, okay. It's so funny. And um and so now my my BSA of the week is uh you know, we do not we you know, we're on we're on Instagram. You know, oh, I'm on Instagram every once in a while. I know where this is going. Yeah. But if you really want some primo Instagram right now, there's a couple of accounts that are just Really, you know, bringing best best supporting Instagram accounts. So, uh, and they may be listeners. I think Donna and Allie may be listening. So, there's two Instagram accounts that I think y'all need to be following. One would be Coffee Alley Thirty Two, and that's coffee just as you'd spell it A L L Y, as in Jill Zarin's daughter. Thirty two, <laughs> as in you know, who knows? Who knows? A good age. Um, and then Coffee Alley's good friend, his Donna rides. Uh, his, yes. as you'd spell it, Donna, like you'd spell it, rides like she does, you know? <laughs> and it's, I mean, just a little pro tip Donna and Allie may not be real. Yes. They may be fabrications of frequent friends of the pod mentions, Jody and Amanda from the infamous group chat, and we love to hate everything, slash, we love to hate TV. Slash, total request pod. Uh, total request pod. Mariah, my name is Mariah Balenciaga, <laughs> aka Mariah Successful. And the tights Mariah were ripped. Barris. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, the tights were ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, get me my purse. This is too much. So the two of them started these Instagram accounts that are, I mean, I, I would say they are Instagram cosplay. And yes. If, I think if you enjoy Viv Maudlin, it's so appropriate. If you enjoy Viv Maudlin and the, that cast of characters and that work of art that people commit to, I think you all would have a very good time with Allie and Donna. I wholeheartedly agree. I was. It's such a fun new thing, and I'm obsessed with it. Like Amanda's captions are just so perfect and so <laughs> stupid, and the and pictures, so the pictures. Dumb. Oh my god, the nachos. I was dying. It's it really d- has brought me a lot of entertainment as well too. I should have it should have been a runner up. I will I will go back and we c- give it that. We'll yeah. share this one. Yes, yeah. yes, um, we'll share these nachos. Yes, yeah, but we'll <laughs> we'll pick the jalapenos off. Yeah, <clears throat> and and like their interactions, like the, and it's like the world that the two of them are. I think it started as like just a fun little thing, and now it's like, oh, you guys have created a world. Like you have to commit yes. to this. Like this is. These accounts will now just be running characters that you you've created, um, and anything and goes. It's great. Anything goes, and anything goes. And it's funny, you know, we were talking in the Shiva Baby episode about auditions and yeah. TikTok and whatnot, extras and creating your yeah, and extra work, and we get to do this little thing, and and you know, creating your own opportunities. And I'm not saying Amanda and Jody are trying to create opportunities, but they they do like eight thousand podcasts a week. They have enough opportunities, but this is the kind of thing, like create a character and like commit to it and you'll build an audience. I don't know. I mean, I know Viv Maudlin does not have the audience she deserves and neither do Allie and Donna, but like fuck Broadway. You want to be entertained. You know, you can watch (laughs) Allie and Donna talk about a butter sculpture on Instagram. It's pitch perfect. It is so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so Donna and Allie are my collective uh, BSAs of the week. Good, good, good. Um, and, you know, and it's worth mentioning just before we go, uh, I sent you guys the link to the the Dutch version of Come From Away. So uh, there's a did you watch it? I didn't watch it yet. No, I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Of course. The group, I'm of I am course. the one in the group chat that's always 10 steps behind. Uh, just yeah uh, well that's fine it'll be it'll be waiting for yes. you but indeed there is a an all Dutch version of Come From Away yes. uh, that they posted a trailer for and I don't know maybe I would like it more I don't maybe. know maybe maybe 
So uh, anyway, not to be a crying child with a balloon animal, but I think that's all. <laughs> I think that's all I've got this week. Yeah, same. I I forgot we forgot about mass, but we never forget about mass. So more on that next week. Yeah, just you know, we, we just couldn't fit it all in this week. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, I think you can safely unpeel your peepers because we are done. We are leaving. I have my coat on. But um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I don't know, but it's going to be good. I feel like maybe we can. I feel like there's something coming out. Let me look at my list. I know this is a quick, uh, just like, you know, the Oscar movies to look out for. I told you I would give you some some updates. I will say um, November 17th, we have... The Power of the Dog, which is the Kirsten Dunst, uh-huh. Benedict Cumberbatch. She's quite the, yeah, quite she's the coming for Anne, for and I'm nervous, but I, I do I love like her, it. too. So um, that's in limited release uh, on November 17th, which is actually that's today on Wednesday, which is weird. I might have these dates wrong, but and then Nightmare a- Nightmare Alley, which I believe is a um, Guillermo del Toro. Is it Guillermo del Toro? It is. Yes. yes. Okay, great. Um, movie with like Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, David Strathairn, Richard Jenkins. The trailer looks really good, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Um, so who knows? Maybe we can track down Nightmare Alley. I don't know. Yeah, the other one that I know is out right now that is getting a lot of BSA Buzz is, uh, I I believe it, you pronounce it Coda or C-O-D-A, Charles yes. Daffodils. Yes, yes, um, Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin. Yes. So that might be, because I, I know it's on Apple TV, so that oh, might be one worth. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, okay, okay. I was thinking about that. When we were picking this week, it was either between that and Shiva Baby, and I just let Shiva Baby, we needed a we needed a comedy. We needed something a little bit lighter That's right. this week. So, That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do, so, we, so we've got some options. We've got a few tree options. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm excited. Me too. I'm so excited I'm getting in the car. Yeah. I'm turning the heat on, and uh, I don't know where I'm going, but maybe just to bed. <laughs> all right. Well, beep, beep, and stop at all the stars. <laughs> Bye. Bye.